the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, and the fellowship of the saints be with you all. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Practice Resurrection. It's good to be with you all in this way. My name is Stephen Birkenpass, and I'm the lead pastor at Living Hope Christian Reformed Church. And my name is Jay Jansen. I'm the pastoral elder at Highland Community Church. Welcome to the second in our series of Lenten Reflections on the Seven Last Words of Jesus. As we pray, read scripture, and engage with some exercises together, we trust that we'll find ourselves image bearers of God who are more fully alive human beings. We encourage you to have at hand the liturgy that accompanies this recording. Download the PDF file or navigate to it on your device, or print off a hard copy. I also invite you to light a candle as a sign that God is present with you in spirit. If you're with kids, maybe let them do the honors. In the silence that follows, go ahead and pause your playback device to gather those things. When you're ready, press play and we'll continue. Now that you're all set, let's gather ourselves and greet Emmanuel, the God who is always present to us, with this song. A few months ago, I went for a routine dental procedure. I thought it would be a pretty simple visit. However, I noted afterwards that my teeth on one side were much more sensitive. While it was such a small space in my mouth that was sensitive, it was incredible how my whole body would respond. Pain has a way of taking our senses and also consuming our thoughts. What does Christianity have to say about pain? Or even 
prolonged pain and suffering in the world. Today's passage invites us to consider truth. This might not be your first word of comfort in the midst of pain, but I think it's an important one. We take comfort that though our experiences may speak many different things to us at different times, we are rooted in the truth of salvation, the truth that extends beyond our immediate pains and point towards a future, however indefinite it may seem at the time. We are in spaces that are indefinite. Sometimes it's waiting for news about an operation or a surgery, sometimes waiting for a job opportunity. Indefinite is a word that describes our current COVID restrictions. I invite you to consider this as we read this passage. What does the current pain of social distancing and fractured relationships mean for how we read this text? How do our own pains impact our ability to hear from God? And lastly, whose voice speaks loudest in your imagination? Is it the first person, the second, or Jesus? And don't just pick Jesus because it sounds like the right one. Uh, Listen to which one resonates with you most. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. In the silence that follows, pause your playback device and take a few moments to let the word of God sink in. Let the Spirit draw your attention to certain words, images, thoughts, and feelings. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. In the story of Job, it begins with Job losing many things and enduring suffering. In light of this, Job's wife tells him to curse God and die in the midst of his pain. She carries the assumption that pain is a proof that God is no longer for us. The first of the criminals on the cross seems to side with Job's wife on this. In the midst of pain, he hurls insults at Jesus. Sometimes life throws us into situations where we experience pain and suffering, and we ask questions in our pain, like, where is God? Or, if God is really out there, why won't God deal with my illness? When we are in places of pain, it can force us into thinking of what's immediately in front of us. The immediacy of our pain can blind us from seeing the bigger story that we're part of. 
This can be in the sharp, mind-numbing pain of accidentally having an ice cube touch your sensitive tooth, or this can be in the dull yet persistent ache of loneliness. The second person in the story is able to see past the veil of pain towards truth. He acknowledges the wrong that he has done and then appeals to Jesus to remember him. He shows incredible commitment to truth. In the midst of pain and certain death on the cross, he says to the man on the cross next to him, remember me when you come into your kingdom. His eyes are set to another kingdom, a truth that transcends his current circumstances. Jesus' response, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise, is a glimmer of hope and a commitment to something beyond their current experience. While they are in current pain, very real pain, Jesus points to a future where God is the victor and where pain is over. What's incredible about this is that more than Jesus just looking from some distant and ambiguous place and promising comfort, Jesus is right next to this man hanging on a cross. Jesus is with this person in the midst of their suffering, enduring the insults, comforting those who turn to him. He reassures the person next to him, beginning with the words, truly I tell you. Jesus wants to assure the person of the truth that lies behind and beyond the agony. That deeper truth of God's plan of salvation extends beyond their pain. I have some questions I want you to consider after this podcast. Perhaps you can talk about these questions with your family members at home, or you can journal about this. First, how do you think the man felt when he heard Jesus' promise that they would be together in paradise? When you're feeling sick or sad, who makes you feel better? Second, take a few moments with your family or friend to discuss the statement, I imagine paradise is. Third, when pain feels like that's all that is true, how do you remember God's promises? What do you do or don't do that helps you hear God's voice? Are there people that come to mind who are currently struggling? How might you speak truth with or without words to them today? or this week. Fourth, and lastly, focus your attention on your lips. Touch them with your fingers. Pucker them out as if to kiss. Can you feel your breath passing through them? With our lips, we can smile, frown, or whistle. Did you notice that in the Bible story, lips were used to hurl insults, to defend the helpless, to ask questions, to confess, to speak kindly, and to bless. What would it look like for your lips to be truthful this next week? Who condemns you now? 
Thanks for joining us. We trust that you will find yourself more fully alive in the image of Jesus as you practice resurrection in the week to come. Before we go, please pray the following words with me. Merciful God, you have brought us to this hour by our several ways. Unfaithful as we have been, you have nevertheless kept faith with us. Deliver us from the cowardice that dares not face new truth, the laziness that is content with half-truth, the arrogance that thinks it knows all truth. Open my mind and let me discover the wonders of your love. Enlighten my heart that I may know the hope and grasp the gloriously holy riches in this way of life to which you have called me. Open my eyes that I might see you and walk evermore in the newness that is the way, truth, and life. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence without fault, and with great joy to him who is able to keep you from falling to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Savior be glory power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages and now and forevermore